Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. One, two, three, four. Filled with fright. Jurassic right in ember light See Jurassic right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right Right, right See Jurassic right See Jurassic right See Jurassic Park Wait, let me see if I can... That was not as dramatic as I thought. Uh, anyway, I thought it would be fun to do that, to introduce uh, my very special guest today. I also, as I set this down to make noise, I did bring three beverages. I had to make sure in honor of my guests as well. Although this delicious watermelon water is empty. So maybe my guest has a drink or something to make up for it. But uh, you know her, you love her. She's the Stegosaurus queen. It's Faith Delgado. Hey. <laughs> I don't have beverages because I also have a tiny bladder and I had two types of water and a smoothie that I did have at my desk and I had to put them away because I was like, if I drink these, I'm going to burp and then have to pee like 10 seconds into recording. <laughs> hey, look, it's, you know, we're, 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 we're creatures too, like the dinosaurs that we're going to talk about today. I'm very excited mm-hmm. to have you on because we have friends for, it feels like a long time now. I mean, it has been a long time. Yeah. Thanks for having me. 
Of course. And I mean, I want to talk about Stegosaurus stuff because it's, I feel like when people like dinosaurs, generally, I mean, I know you love all dinosaurs, but it is like, I feel like you're one of the only dinosaur people I know who really has sort of run with a specific dinosaur, which I just think is so delightful. But before, it's my brand. Yes, I know exactly. I feel like every <laughs> gift I've ever given you has been maybe Stegosaurus related. But I guess before we get into that, I actually don't, I don't know if I remember this. Were you a dinosaur kid growing up or was, or I feel like for a lot of us, like Jurassic Park was kind of like a gateway into getting into dinosaurs. Yeah, it was a gateway for me and it turned me into a dinosaur kid. I remember my brother, he's two and a half years older than me. And he always had like dinosaur toys because I feel like going, oh, a little boy, give him dinosaurs. And then they would give me like Barbies and girl Legos, <laughs> which I had fun with. But I, I think it was like four or five. One of my first memories is going to the drive-ins with my parents and they would do a double feature. And the first one was Lion King. And then Jurassic Park was after that, which... I think it was like a a rerun. I don't know. They didn't have enough movies. So they would sometimes show older ones from like the summer before or something. Anyways, yeah, we watched Lion King and we were like sitting in the back of my dad's pickup truck and then it ended and I heard my parents and they're like, oh, like the kids are asleep. Like, why don't you stay and watch Jurassic Park? I wasn't asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So I just like was laying there and I remember I was like laying on my mom's lap and like watching the movie and just like the first scene had me hooked and I was like, what is this? And then (laughs) I just love dinosaurs ever since then. And I used to um, steal my brother's dinosaur toys and they would get into some pretty, pretty epic battles against my (laughs) Beanie Babies. (laughs) Oh, really? Against your Beanie Babies? I I love that because that's like... I mean, some of the original Jurassic Park toys were soft, but I mean, I feel like a lot of the sort of classic dinosaur toys even before that were just like a chunky, a chunky hard thing. That's a weird way to describe that. But yeah, if I know what you mean. Just like a rubbery little guy. Yeah, that's exciting. And I also that's funny that you managed to sort of clandestinely see the movie because I feel like something I've talked a lot about on this podcast is that from our generation, it was almost like a flip of the coin of whether or not we saw Jurassic Park allowed mm-hmm. or, or otherwise, or so terrified we ran out of the room or theater. <laughs> like I, you know, I started to to run and then I changed my mind. Uh, but you were like, all right, I'm in here and I'm, I'm ready for it. Was it because maybe like you were like not asleep and you were like, okay, this is, this is a little bit dangerous to I think so yeah I was one of those kids that would never go to bed which like now I'm always sleepy so maybe (laughs) come back around yeah you got you got all yeah yeah no exactly it's like we spent our because I'm also somebody that's a sleepy uh sleepy sleeperson these days sleepy Sleepy time there yeah I can't remember (laughs) I can't remember how much anyway that's that's for another podcast but and so again, hinting at your brand earlier. I mean, not that it's anybody needs to hint at it, but what about, I mean, do you remember the first time you saw Stegosaurus? Like whether it was like the Lost World Jurassic Park or was it just as far as like included in the dinosaur collection? I I can't remember the first time. We definitely had dinosaur books growing up, whether like from the library or one of those old like cardboard books, you know? Yeah. I can like picture it in my head like a big like cardboard book and had like dinosaurs in it. 
the lost world was probably the first time I was like, whoa, <laughs> I hadn't like in my mind, couldn't like comprehend how big they were, even though I don't think they're to scale in the movie. But anyways, just yeah. like big. And I thought it was cool. I am somebody who is very much I'm more of a of a herbivore dinosaur as far as my favorites go. But there is something so pleasing about uh, a herbivore that can still fuck shit up, you know? That's what I like about them. Like, I I always thought they were neat. And then I feel like, I don't know how long ago, but people are like, what's your favorite dinosaur? You like dinosaurs? What's your favorite? And I never really, like, had an answer. But then I started thinking about, like, you know what? Like, I really like the Stegosaurus are just, like, these really chill guys. They just want to eat their little salad. But then... <laughs> If something happens, they fuck shit up. Like they can fight for themselves. And I was like, I'd like that. Identify with that. I chill. I just want to <laughs> hang out with my herd, but I can get scrappy if I need to. <laughs> Again, the the, thag- the thagomizer fact is such a fun thing. And I feel like yeah. you're very pro keeping thagomizer alive. And Oh, yeah. I, I think maybe that's what drew me to them even more. I took a dinosaur class in college. It's like I needed a general ed requirement for science. And I saw there was a dinosaur class and was stoked and so took it. And I remember the professor that day like showed us the far side comic. <laughs> and who doesn't think that's hilarious? <laughs> the part of the dinosaur is named after from a far side comic. Thag Simmons was wasn't that the guy that yes. got hit. So they I totally... named it a thagomizer. <laughs> I mean it. Honestly, is almost I think it's endured a little bit because that's honestly how most it's like we've almost realized more and more that animals really are just sort of there's nothing behind it. It's just sort of like the whims of of whatever the scientist is. So, of course, it's like they would name it after themselves. Yeah. And uh, I just think that's like a silly thing that was incorporated into the dinosaur world. Because like when you think about it, yeah, they can name it whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was I've been going to a lot of natural history museums this year or just every time I've been traveling and more lately, I've just been sort of like noticing what the little like and like the second name, you know, or whatever the I forget how it's described, but it is just like Velociraptor Coolius or whatever or like (laughs) like. You know, there there should be like a stegosaurus should be like stegosaurus chili or whatever. Like it just yeah, mm-hmm. would make the most sense. You chill. You took a dinosaurs class in college. Was that like, I don't know, for me, when I took a dinosaurs class, it was almost like, oh, you could just take a class on this. Like it wasn't even yeah. like you could make it a career, but it was more of like, oh, this is just an interest of mine. Yeah, I just took it. So I thought it sounded really interesting. And I think it, it may have been the only class I've ever taken. With Ryan, my fiance, maybe we have another class we took together. Yeah, but we took it and we both really liked it. I was infuriated though, because I did all the reading and I studied and like flashcards. He would just sit and like, listen, he's not like a note taker. And he did better than me on almost all of the tests. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, with dinosaurs, I feel like it's one of those things where as I've gotten older, it's one. It's like hard to, you know, it's with Pluto or with some of the other, like the food pyramid. It's like things where like, sometimes I still kind of, my dinosaur knowledge, like a huge basis of it is from around when Jurassic Park came out and it hasn't quite yeah. totally evolved since then. Uh, pardon, I guess the pun, I guess. 
evolve. So when you became a teacher was like, are dinosaurs like part of, cause you, you taught school children is like, is yeah. that, was that a thing? Like, is there, cause I don't remember ever learning about dinosaurs in school, honestly, until I took a college class. Like, it seems funny that we learn, like, I remember a rainforest unit when I was like in fourth grade, mm-hmm. like that always really stuck out to me where I got to like, learn about all the different, like, uh, like the layers of the rainforest or doing a diorama about, you know, you had to pick a different indigenous uh, peoples, you know, in America. And right. so I did the Seminole Indians in Florida. Was that ever some, I mean, like, I just assumed that teaching, you know, 20 years, almost 30 years later or whatever is just so different. Like, is there like, do are people supposed to learn, are kids supposed to learn about dinosaurs in school? Or are they sort of like taking it for granted that you're just going to learn about it? through all the stuff as a kid yeah i we don't have a specific dinosaur curriculum what i remember and i can't remember as far as i know it's not a unit in any grade like it depends you know what curriculum is adopted but i don't think it's any sort (laughs) of standard that's like know your dinosaurs i when i taught third grade we did do a unit on fossils and oh, so, cool. of course, I would bring up dinosaurs and I would try and bring dinosaur units in. And there was this science uh, website where they had some like facts about dinosaurs and interesting things. So we did that. And then uh, for part of the unit, we would go to this beach nearby that had this like cliff that was disintegrating, basically. Oh, wow. And for part of the field trip, my students got to go and like take out these like fossils. They were like little fossil shells. And they got to keep them and like clean them and talked about fossils. And I got to take them home, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so cool. I would have loved to have had that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I had different like kids reading different books. And I would do kind of a book study thing with some students. And for the kids who were like the right like um, reading le- level, we would read this one book, Ivy and Bean. And it was like a series of these like two kids and there's one where they get like really into dinosaur fossils and one of them gets like really into Mary Anning and it like tells the story of how she was a kid and like shipped into a cliff and discovered a new dinosaur and so I would read that with some of my kids to get them like pumped for the field trip and they'd be like can we find a new dinosaur like maybe (laughs) you never know did you end up taking home some fossils yourself I think I definitely left some in the classroom and they were like little like shells, like seashells that were fossils. It was pretty cool. That is really cool. I mean, I feel like that that's, I mean, some of those kids will probably end up being paleontologists one day. That's really exciting. I hope so. I think some of them will. I had a student that was obsessed with Jurassic Park. Um, Jurassic Park and the Titanic. Those are two interests. I mean, they are two historical epics, sort of. I mean, one yeah. of them is a historical epic. The other one is, yeah. is a, I don't even know. Well, I mean, it's a side. It's, you know, there's lots of lessons to be learned from Jurassic Park, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he had a prediction that in the future, there's going to be a new trilogy and it's going to be called Jurassic Galaxy. And I was like, really? And he's like, yeah. And I'm going to be the next Chris Pratt. I'm going to star in it. And I was like, all right, I believe in you. So I'll let you know if that happens. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, we're calling it now. The, yeah. next, tri- the next trilogy, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That's so funny. And, you know, because I, I mean, 
it, I feel like we've collected our friends who love Jurassic Park as adults. Was it something? Because for me, I felt like I kind of bowed out at Jurassic Park three, and then I was like, I'm gonna like learn how to play guitar and like music and stuff. Was your love of dinosaurs? in Jurassic Park, like pretty consistent throughout your life? Or do you feel like maybe when the new movies were announced? Cause that's how I kind of felt like I started to get back into it. Yeah. I think that's kind of similar. One of those things, like I loved dinosaurs as a kid and it was something where I would have dinosaur stuff, maybe like a dinosaur sticker on my binder or something in high school. And like my friends knew I liked dinosaurs. I think it was like my sophomore year. I had like a dinosaur themed birthday party where we basically just bought like dinosaur stuff from the dollar tree in our dorm room (laughs) and yeah I kind of just it was a a back burner interest I guess and then yeah I started getting kind of excited about it again when Jurassic World was announced and I was like yeah I don't watch dinosaurs I mean again the thing that I love about you is that you came to LA to see well, Dominion. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I mean, you had come to LA before, but that wasn't specifically, I think, for for, for you didn't come for Fallen Kingdom, right? I don't. No, you did. No. You know, because you were there for the trivia night. <gasps> oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I was there for. Fallen that's like Kingdom. one of our favorite. Uh-huh. That's one of my favorite photos of us and Maddie. Shout out to Maddie. Yeah, yeah, and then we were in Margaritaville. I think that's where I first met you. Met you, which is. <laughs> I know, which is on I mean, brand. Yes, a very on brand, but. Yeah, I don't know. What is it about, I guess, liking this stuff as an adult that this is such I mean, it's such a big question because it's something I still think about all the time. But it's one of those things where I feel like it just keeps me in touch a little bit with like still having curiosity and joy in the world, Mm -hmm. which seems like a big it's like a big ask of dinosaurs, I guess, in Jurassic Park. But what what is it for you that kind of keeps you still wanting to be the stegosaurus queen i mean i feel like you don't have a choice you are you are you are you are that's who, crowned. yes yeah with a crown of like i'm just holding up the stegosaurus, stegosaurus thorn can you just like that imagine like oh so cool i do have the crown that uh roxy made me roxanne made me that's like the little plastic dinosaurs that she made like a, a tiara and like decorated it all cool i think the next one i need is a a stegosaurus thing maybe i'll get married in a, a male <laughs> yes i mean have you thought i mean i mean i get i don't want to spoil your wedding for you at all or anything but i just feel like i i've met people through doing this podcast and just in real life like jurassic park seems to be a very popular wedding thing and i find that kind of endearing that it's weirdly rom- i don't know what what if it's romantic i don't know <laughs> I mean, again, you don't have to spoil your wedding. I think dinosaurs is just a fun theme. No, my wedding's not going to be dinosaur themed. (laughs) But um, I'm sorry to everybody, yeah, who was wondering. I have (laughs) had quite a lot of friends send me, like, reels and TikToks and, like, blog posts about, like, my dinosaur themed wedding. (laughs) (laughs) I think a few people might be expecting (laughs) that. Yeah, you're setting expectations now, you know. Yeah. So maybe we'll have something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll put up some dinosaur footprints or something leading to the ceremony. <laughs> oh, so cute. I mean, you know, it's it's I, I personally I feel like you and I are very similar in the sense that we we just sort of make it this permeate. I was like Permian layer, this this sort of just part of our daily life. And it's almost like, yeah, you don't you don't need to make it one specific thing. Although I also have had yeah. Jurassic Park themed birthdays, but. Oh yeah, my you were at my thirtieth birthday. That was one of my favorites. The dinosaur birthday. That was so much fun. 
Uh, I still have tiny little dinosaurs. <laughs> Just everywhere. Living. They're like living in my plants. <laughs> That's the best. Little tiny dinosaurs in our big wall of plants. Yeah, I guess sticking with it has just been, I just think dinosaurs are cool. And I like continuing to do that. And then I think also, like you said, I was an elementary school teacher for years and I've worked with kids for years before that. So I think part of it, there's like kind of a childlikeness in that where I used to say like, yeah, I get paid to be a dork. And so (laughs) (laughs) like I could kind of get in touch with those kind of childlike interest I had which is like kind of silly I think sometimes like dinosaurs being just a child thing I think it's just dinosaurs are cool no matter your age yeah and so it was something that like was easy for like kids to buy into and I had a lot of dinosaur books in my classroom and sometimes those are a really great motivator for a kid who doesn't want to read or you know is not really able to read and it's like well you know, if you want, you can sit and look at pictures of dinosaurs. And I've had kids who like couldn't read English, but they like recognize the dinosaur books. And so they would sit and like look at the dinosaurs and kind of tell me like what they called the different dinosaurs and their different languages. And sometimes there'd be similarities and it would be like kind of a bridge builder sometimes between kids who came from just different lives, different circles, but they're like, man, you like dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. Now we're friends. (laughs) Uh, I love that. Yeah. And yeah, I think too, I just, probably everyone, but just fascinated with really big things. Maybe it was growing up in a small town, (laughs) but like, I remember the first time, like I went to Yosemite and seeing like half dome and just being like, Oh my God, it's huge. And probably why I chose to go to UC Santa Cruz because I would see the redwoods and was just like, baffled by how big the trees were so i just think of like these giant creatures used to be walking around that's awesome <laughs> they were and it was like they were just chilling living yeah, their lives just hanging out chilling with their girls <laughs> getting caught up on the cheese yeah 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 um, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> little yeah the stegosauruses are just like have you heard about shirley she's like you know, she like got her thag. She got one of her thagomizers stuck in a stuck in a in um a fallen tree the other day. It was so embarrassing. Have you heard about Greg? He's dating an ankylosaurus. <gasps> oh snap! Black back. Yeah. Oh, oh no, that's. Uh, oh, I just created like <laughs> an offensive dinosaur. Term. Offensive dinosaur. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, ankylosauruses. I mean. <laughs> Look, there's a lot of, I, you know, I'm a sauropod guy. Shinosaurus is my favorite dinosaur. They, I, they're, they're so weird because it feels like they kind of stole like an ankylosaurus uh, tail and then like you threw it on a long boy, you know? Yeah. They were like a double threat. Yeah. But I just feel like I also, again, it's like the Okapi thing, you know, it's just like a gentle creature chilling, doing their thing, but yeah, not afraid to, not afraid to mess with you. Oh, but you I, you mentioned before we talked that you also had like a thing of dinosaur jokes, which is just I mean, it's yeah. it's part of the it's part of the fabric of Jurassic Park. I mean, we do we do get a couple like iconic dinosaur jokes in Jurassic Park. You know, the do you think he Rex? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if Vegisaurus is a joke, but, you know, I consider, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a vegetarian, but I always feel like. I'm either referring to to people who are vegetarian as veggie which is 
<laughs> I like that. I had at my birthday party, like some things that were like vegetarian snacks and then some that weren't. And I tried to put the herbivore dinosaurs next to the vegetarian snacks. I think they ended up getting played with and kind of, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't think anyone accidentally ate me and didn't want it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I had a book of dinosaur jokes. It was just called like a hundred dinosaur jokes for kids. And I cannot remember any of them off the top of my head, but it used to be kind of like something I do with my class. Sometimes in the morning, we'd start with a little dinosaur joke or if we're like going to the carpet, like if we can get on the carpet in 10 seconds, we'll hear a dinosaur joke. And I loved it because I worked with second and third grade mostly. And no matter what the joke was, if I just read it in a certain way and laughed after, they would all laugh too. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Like it couldn't be like, yeah, that's kind of a great thing working with kids sometimes of like, what do you call a spiky dinosaur? A stegosaurus. <laughs> and they'd all like, <laughs> you get a one or a two, a few kids that would be like, that wasn't very funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're just speaking the truths, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is more of a putting you on the spot question. Uh, it's actually not that crazy. But um, do you have a do you have a ranking of all the Jurassic Park movies? I just thought of this right now. Oh gosh, I don't know. Um, Jurassic Park, the first one's probably the best, I would think. And then maybe the second one. <laughs> <laughs> I just ended up going in order. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did like Jurassic World. I don't know. If I liked it more than Lost World. Um, or not Lost World. Was the third one again? I'm drawing a blank. It's JP3. JP3. <laughs> okay. No wonder I couldn't think of it. It's like Ken, you know? It's like, it's just JP3. Yeah, it's just JP3. Yeah, that one, like I watched it again as an adult. And it wasn't as cool as when I was a kid. But <laughs> it also holds a special place in my heart because I can vividly remember going to see it with my dad and my brother in the movie theaters oh, wow. and like my dad passed a few years ago so it's just kind of like a nice memory I had with my dad and my brother going to see Jurassic Park and all of us just being like yeah dinosaurs like it was something we were all stoked about <laughs> <laughs> I, that's gonna be the like I mean I wanted to do I mean before the pandemic hit I wanted to do like an anniversary like try and get try and somehow wrangle somebody to give me a print of JP3 I would on the you know like on a new release it would just be yeah dinosaurs got <laughs> like the review I I'm curious about your thought about this but what I I kind of really like Jurassic World Dominion if only because they still say the dinosaur name like they said the dinosaur names out loud again so it's like kind of uh -huh. entertainment-y but I don't know if that was something you noticed or, or about with it Dominion. Or Dominion was the final one, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I noticed that one. It was like, I had fun with Dominion. There was dinosaurs again. I'm always going to like that. <laughs> I liked the trio being there again, but I felt that critic. I've heard the criticism and I did agree that it wasn't very dinosaur forward, sure. but it felt like it was a movie that could have existed without the dinosaurs. And I kind of threw them in. I'm not complaining about that. No, no. If every movie did that. I'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh man, romantic comedy. Look at our meat cute. Oh God, there's a velociraptor. <laughs> That's fine. I mean, what if the meat cute is with the velociraptor though? That would be even better. And then <laughs> to keep it. I mean, it would be great to live 
in a world just like you could keep one, you know, like having chickens in your backyard, have some lost raptors in your backyard. I guess they could get out. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> no, I, I, to- I totally understand that as well. And I think that is that thing of like, yeah, we just love dinosaurs so much that it's just like, if we can just, if we can just ride into battle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although have you, have you ever thought real, <laughs> as this is a, this is the dumbest question. Have you, I was like, have you ever thought realistically about riding a stegosaurus? I feel like it would be difficult to find out where to sit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it would be, but I think maybe somewhere between all the like bigger ones, you could find a spot to like nestle in and hold on, you know? <laughs> you just kind of like clutch in right here or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think <sighs> so. I think you can make it work. I'm like, I wonder if you could like hang a saddle over it and then it would almost be like you're like a motorcycle, like riding on the side, uh-huh. yeah. like, like a little sidecar situation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be cool. I've thought a lot about writing <laughs> about writing dinosaurs, you know, like Dinotopia mm-hmm. style, you know, where it's just like, yeah. this is more of my complaint. I'm like, why? Like in the era of Game of Thrones, why didn't we get like a big old like prestige Dinotopia series where it's like all the yeah. Victorian like it's Victorian era and it's just like, uh, yes. And then it's like the Stegosaurus just like writing, like using its, uh, I was going to say using its paws. <laughs> you say paws, right? Float. Yeah, sure. They're not hooves. Dinosaur paws. It's dinosaur paws. Speaking of dinosaur paws, Penny. Paws. <laughs> Hi, Penny. She's, oh. she's, she's, uh, she heard the word pause and she was like ready. Yeah. That's my cue. Yeah. That's my cue. No, I totally get that about the dinosaurs kind of thing. Um, or about the dinosaurs in Dominion thing, but it was, I guess for me almost, it's like, well, if, if we can, if we can have more Laura Dern, that's sort of like a mm-hmm. sort of equally, the equally yeah. kind of thing. You know? Yeah. I did like enjoy the trio being back. It got me in the nostalgia feels and like, I watched it with you all the Q and a thing, but then I ended up to going and watching it with my brother, which like, again, it was like a thing between me and my brother and my dad and so it was it felt very nostalgic-y and he also got us the tickets for the 4d one which was interesting i had Wait, never seen i don't think you 4D. i don't think i don't think i knew that you went to go see it in 4d yeah what was, was that um, like <laughs> bumpy <laughs> and not bumpy from camp cretaceous just to clarify no 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 <laughs> different bumpy um it was fun i've heard of some people saying like it was too wild. I think when it first came out, I think by the time I saw it in 4D, it wasn't too bad. Um, but yeah, like I can remember that scene where there's like the stampede and he's like, you know, rodeoing them together. Yeah, yeah. Lassoing them together. <laughs> Just want everyone to know um, that Faith is doing the lassoing motion. <laughs> yeah. Like um, it's like, <laughs> like it was bumpy and like you kind of feel like you're in the stampede with them wrangling. I can never say it. Parasophilosaurus? Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus. It's too many. I know. I I think as an adult, I realized that maybe I maybe was slightly dyslexic growing up because that's one of those things where like the dinosaur that's always hard for me to pronounce is the Ankylosaurus that starts with an E. The like Mm -hmm. Eucephalus or something like that. It's like it's like they're the they're the two icons of the of the ankylosauruses. It's mm, funny that mm-hmm. that stegosaurus, the other the other stegos never really got the spotlight from the you know yeah. 
It wasn't much. Have you have you ever have you ever investigated it? Because I'm I'm honestly not even remembering any of their names right now. But like, you know, there's the Kentrosaurus. I saw Mm. that one at um Berlin Natural History Museum of Berlin. Oh wow! They had a big Kentrosaurus on display. That's cool. When did you go to Berlin? 2018. It wasn't long after the Fallen Kingdom meetup. I think it was the next month. Oh, nice. went. Yeah, I have a picture of me in front of the Kentrosaurus that's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are you are you somebody that tries to go to natural history museums when you travel? Yeah, I really like museums. And my partner, Ryan, you know, Ryan, he likes to go to museums too. So we'll usually, if there's a natural history museum, try and visit. Um, we went to that one. I think we also went to one in Barcelona Ooh. when we were there. Um, I'm trying to remember other ones we've gone to. We've gone to like smaller ones in different cities, but those were the biggest ones we went to. The Berlin one was really cool. Yeah, I've heard it's really amazing. Uh, I believe past guest Yara Haridi used to work there for a while. So oh, cool. who I had in my back to school series, but I'm going to fact check that. But um. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't know if you're the same, but I like, usually I always have, I mean, I don't, I don't always have a plan, but I'm like, depending on how much time I have, I'm like dinosaurs first, gems, mm-hmm. and then ocean. Usually that's kind of the, well, my order of things. I don't know what your, what your uh, plan of attack is for when you go to a museum. I usually just go with what feels right. <laughs> Natural <laughs> flow. Follow my heart. <laughs> yeah. I believe this one was a few years ago, but. I believe like right as you enter, there's just the huge like dinosaur area and they have like the giraffe titan is on display, which takes up like a huge portion of it because it's so big. And then there's another little carnivore that's in there. And then there's the Kentrosaurus. And then there's like, you can go into like a side room. They have the Archaeopteryx Archaeopteryx fossil, which I went bananas over. Um, and then I got a backpack that has it on there from the museum. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then they had like a back room where they had a T-Rex, Tristan the T-Rex. And it was like kept really dark in there. I don't know if like <laughs> they need mood lighting for her. Maybe she was just sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, am I? Yeah. Oh, you know, like. 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she gets migraines, so they like to keep the lights low or something. Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought this was like a VIP room at the club. You know, you're no. like, you know. I felt like it a little bit. Yeah, it just, um, yeah, she had her own room, <laughs> and then they had some other stuff. I remember too. They had like a like kind of a jungle like taxidermy area, and they had a huge jaguar that was like reaching up, and then like a stuffed parrot, and the jaguar was like grabbing the stuffed parrot oh, cool and i i loved it because it reminds me of my cat dipper he was kind of shaped the same way like uh, a big belly and i remember i took a picture because our roommate was cat sitting and i was like can you show this to the cats i think uh, they'll like it <laughs> she's like i did they loved it oh uh, no i mean that's anytime i go to a museum or i go to a zoo or sort of thing i'm always just like that's penny like yeah it's just like the face <laughs> like i saw there was some mountain lions at the um, at the American Natural History Museum, the one in New York. I was like, they all have vaguely similar names, but like, yeah. you know, the American Museum of Natural History, boom, nailed it. Nice. I don't know if how important it is, but I do love that idea of like, uh, because in the the American Museum of Natural History, they have the ocean room with the giant blue whale. That's so cool. And like, I remember seeing I remember seeing a, a whale shark in person last year at the <gasps> at the Georgia Aquarium, and I was like amongst our friends and stuff and other queer people were like screaming, crying, throwing up, like that whole vibe, <laughs> yeah. you know? Vomiting. Oh, I'm cr- I didn't know I was crying, but just like how to see a whale shark in real life has been something I've always wanted to see, and it was just one of those like yeah, sounds amazing. And I kind of feel that, I mean, I just feel like how you were saying earlier about dinosaurs, there's very much of that, like the, the word terrifying in mo- maybe more of like the original way of like, just being like, Oh, you know, like whatever oh, is like that, like power yeah. nature sort of like thing. That, just, ah, mm-hmm. yeah. I saw once to grow up by the ocean and we would see like whales pass through and stuff. It was pretty normal. But one year there <laughs> was up? like, a, just pass yeah. through. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, yeah, you really hope you find your dad. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> we had one year there was like a super fish school in the bay nearby, and it was just like a bunch of like seals and whales were passing through. It was super cool, and my nibblings were like around like one was like six, one was like four, one was like two, and so me and my sister took them to um a little did you just say nibblings yeah your niece and nephews what i'm <laughs> sorry i this is totally not dinosaurs jurassic park or whatever i've never i've never heard that word i really? love it no i okay, love that I, I don't know where i heard it years ago but that what i've called them some people have that reaction i think some people ignore it and every once in a while people are like Oh yeah, I know that term. Anyway, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And again, it, I mean, it is sort of related because you know, awe and you know, the power of nature and exposing yeah. to that I think is important. Yeah, and we were like out on the pier, and there's like a restaurant on the pier, and we're sitting there, and a huge, I believe it was a gray whale, just like comes up. It's been a humpback whale. I'm sorry, there's a siren passing really loud. They're 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 okay. trying to arrest the whale. Yeah, I think so. He heard joy. He needed to do something about it. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Cab. Um, okay. Yeah, right next to. <laughs> um, yeah, right next to where we were sitting, like it just breached, and it was 
humongous. And I remember my little nephew was like six or so. And there's like some plexiglass and he just presses his face up and is just watching in awe as this whale, huge whale breaches right next to us. And it was really cool. He's, oh my gosh, he's 16 now. But um, (laughs) (laughs) he's always been an artist, even at that age. And for like months after he just kept drawing and painting whales because he, yeah, it was just such a, crazy thing seeing it so close and so big i think whales and sharks sort of also occupy a similar space that dinosaurs do for sure like it's just a chance for us to yeah awe-inspiring and just a chance to be like i don't know it's just the it just sort of makes you think outside yourself in a way that's i personally think very comforting Mm -hmm. yeah like if they just feel so big and like i want to say otherworldly because they were part of the world before like (laughs) we were and that yeah yeah it's just yeah i guess like the world can feel so busy and full of stuff going on and just like seeing this huge thing just chilling like it's just very cool (laughs) that's that's the theme of this episode is is chill yeah and and it is that thing for me i think of just sort of decentering yourself a little bit and you know, decentering your own ego, maybe, or that kind of, or just decentering your own narrative and being like, wow, there's just so much other, like you said, there's just so much other stuff going on that you're just sort of like thrilled that there's something beyond that you can imagine almost in a weird way. Yeah. And like, you know, you're talking about earlier, kind of like, what is the role of dinosaurs kind of in your life, how you look at them now. And I think I have been for the last few years, been kind of focusing on you know, people say it a lot, but just sort of like healing your inner child. And mm. like, I have general anxiety, I have PTSD, I have a lot of crazy stuff. And I can be very hard on myself. And I can be like, very frustrated with myself when I feel like I haven't handled things well, or my anxiety is getting the best of me. And like, one time, my therapist was like, is like that how you would talk to yourself as a little kid? Like if you saw little you and you're having a hard time, is that how you would talk to you? And I was like, no. And so like, she just kind of talked to me about like, no, be gentle with yourself. And so I've been the last like a few months, especially trying to kind of just nurture those parts of myself that still get awestruck by huge things that still just goes like, oh, this is cool. Or, you know, like those yeah, little kid parts of me that just, connects with that pure joy and so I try and like I think maybe that part of the dinosaur thing it's like it's just a thing that just brings me joy makes me feel like a little kid at the movie theaters cuddled between my parents (laughs) yeah no I mean I like I was saying earlier I've been to a lot of natural history museums this year just more concentrated I feel like because they're also three of the biggest sort of the most major ones you know especially in the U.S. um, between the field the Smithsonian and the one in New York, but it is, I find them very healing in that it may be kind of in a similar way of just that, like you're, you're very much like, it's almost like my eyes hurt afterwards. Like I have to like <laughs> put eye drops in it because I've just been like, Oh, you know, just staring and like reading the plaques and just kind of, yeah, I, I love the way. And especially as museums sort of upgrade and, and sort of key into besides just children but just even just how anyone experiences things and and updates Mm -hmm. the science and everything it's like i feel like they're very much 
curating towards creating those kinds of moments where you can kind of just, yeah, like you, like the lights are dim, you know, it's like, it's, it's a little romantic, but you know, also a little, but like romantic <laughs> with yourself, you know, like the sort of, yeah, it's like, just, it's a fun thing. I'm glad that it like celebrates this idea of just liking learning things. Cause I just love learning things. Like that was like something I would say my philosophy as a teacher is I want to kindle a lifelong love of learning. Cause that's what my teachers had did for me. Oh. And like, even as an adult, like I still love listening to podcasts. I still getting love getting lost on Wikipedia, like a subject I never thought I cared about. I'll watch like a three hour documentary on <laughs> carrots and love. Like, oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Oh, wow. That's I like really... learning things. And I feel like that's being embraced more of like, yeah, we can love to learn no matter what it's about. Yeah. I always say that it's like, because, you know, I used to work on ologies for many years, the great Ali Ward. And it's just this very much of like, I feel like our generation is like the first Fridays at the museum generation, you know, <laughs> where it is like, you know, even if we are doing adult things of like drinking and chatting with friends, it's like, but, oh, I want to go to a museum on a Friday night. Like, how exciting would that be to like walk amongst the dinosaur bones, you know, in, yeah. that, in that kind of space or even... Yeah, just just talking to people about that, even if it's your friends or strangers, or you're both just staring at a uh, an Allosaurus skeleton or a, mm -hmm. or a Brachiosaurus or something like that. That's I don't know. It's, yeah, it's just that's the club I'm going to. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> club more <laughs> like club tail, the, you know. Yeah, that's <laughs> the dim lighting, few drinks, friends talking about dinosaurs, and like that's me. That's me. Hey, did you know this? This is me. <laughs> like yes. I love just swapping fun facts with people that was like that feels like a very bisexual thing to do but um <laughs> not not i mean not everybody who's bisexual loves dinosaurs but i feel like the, the venn diagram is pretty like <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> like it's pretty well, to conduct a study yeah yes yeah exactly <laughs> it's like uh how well hydrated are we I mean, I assume we are a lot. Well, just depends. But I mean, if you're if you're usually with three beverages at all times, you think we would be more hydrated than everyone else. I think so. My medication dehydrates me, so I have to drink a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we just need more water than everyone else, and that's why. <laughs> this is. I, I was going to say this is a lightning round, but um, what what is like one of your like what's the? I mean, I don't know why I'm trying to make it a more complicated question. What's what are some of your favorite scenes from the Jurassic Park movies? Um, I mean, always the one that comes to mind is just the first time of seeing the brontosaurus. Like, I feel like that's just so iconic and seeing that, gosh, now I feel like there's so much, I mean, seeing the stegosaurus was a really big one. Um, I, can I say a scene I don't like? Yeah. I don't like in Lost World when the T-Rex eats the dog. I feel like that was unnecessary and I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> no, I like, I take a stand. Every time I watch that, I want to like fast forward through that scene because like that dog didn't deserve that. Uh, <laughs> well, look, I mean, the, the, the there, there's a reason why, why Rexy has become so iconic mm -hmm. as far as, you know, Jurassic Park dinosaurs go, you know, as a, you know, I love, I love the bull T-Rex and his queen, but you know, maybe the, maybe if, if, um, <laughs> maybe if his queen had gone to San Diego instead of right. the bull T-Rex, maybe things would have played out differently, you know? Mm -hmm. so. And yeah, I just try and think back to like scenes that like really like gripped me the first time I saw them. And so much of that is wrapped up in when I was just a kid and it yeah. was cool as a kid to see that. 
I remember being really spooked in JP3 every time the, um, oh my gosh. Spinosaurus. Spinosaurus. Okay, I'm forgetting every dinosaur name today. I mean, we're, we're racking them up. You know? <laughs> like seeing the Spinosaurus was very cool. And like, just like the cell phone playing and being like, I don't have my cell phone. And then, <laughs> do, 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 do. And like, I loved that. Like, yeah. It's still one of my favorite scenes in all of Jurassic Park because it's like funny and terrifying. And like, again, it's like a lot of multiple feelings all at once mm-hmm. instead of like, it's just scary or it's just silly. Yeah, the suspense. Like it's like I've had conversations with people before, like, is Jurassic Park a horror movie? And like kind of talking about the elements that are like horror and some that are adventure. And I think it is a horror movie in like a creature specific horror movie yeah you know it's cross genres that and (laughs) else i do love the scene in fallen kingdom when the guy (laughs) the interrupter yeah 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 okay he's a guy he's like a sneaky little guy i mean he's not that little but he's you know he's smaller than domus you know our our hybrid queen you know yeah, when the Indoraptor gets out during the rich people auction. Yes. <laughs> because it was like, yeah, Indoraptor said, eat the rich. And he did it. Yes. He, did it. <laughs> he ate the rich. <laughs> he, truly, he he did. He he ate yeah. like, most of them. Yeah, like I remember watching that in theaters and just being like, yeah, I hate these rich fuckers. And they're going to get eaten. Get them, get them. <laughs> I was pumped. I know. I yeah. I'm surprised we didn't do more <laughs> of that in the future Jurassic sequels. I feel like that's like an instant yeah. crowd pleaser, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's again with that sort of like hubris, sort of the people at the top making bad decisions that end up literally biting them in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, I know. I mean, I remember because I love all your tweets about dinosaurs. And I remember reading one where it was just like, I just love people getting eaten by dinosaurs. Like, this is just, yeah, it's just pleasurable. <laughs> sometimes I'm like having a hard week or a hard day and I just like want to put Jurassic Park on and it's just kind of funny seeing guys just like in chunks like I don't know no it's I mean but that's one of my favorite questions to ask you know over the years on this podcast is like you know if you were to to join the hall of great deaths at the hands of dinosaurs at the claws of dinosaurs I should say uh you know how would you want to be chomped or stomped or glomped i don't know smooched (laughs) maybe thagomized i don't know i would i feel like that's how i'd have to complete the circle like the narrative arc (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yeah um yeah i guess or like a quick chomp like just quick just go quick like i wouldn't want to be like swallowed whole by anything because it's like then you're in the belly. I don't know what that would be like. <laughs> Do you like slowly get digested? No one tell me. I don't want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Cause it's, yeah, it's it's like uh Anaconda, you know, when uh John yeah. Boy gets swallowed. Doesn't seem fun. No, it doesn't. Although it is one of my favorite things to bring up because I think it's one of the greatest bits of fan art of all time is and again, I'll just use this as an excuse to bring it up again, is my favorite um from like somebody made it after Jurassic World came out and it's Katie McGrath's character, a pteranodon mm-hmm. in the Indominus in the body of, in the belly of the Mosasaurus, all sitting around a little campfire <laughs> playing cards. Or it's just like, hello. <laughs> That's great. Because <laughs> they were all swallowed 
pretty much whole. I mean, well, I guess yeah. the Indominus was sort of dragged in right at the end, but you know, all yeah, there's it's still in there. I did, I did like that too. I know people got mad about like the Mosaurus was different sizes, blah blah blah, but it was pretty great seeing it just gobble, like yes. <laughs> especially at the end. Like you kind of had forgotten about it at that point. And then it's just like, call back. Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Look, you can't get too close to the water, you know? Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. Yeah. And like the, the scene, with, I think it was the very end where there's like the surfers and you like see the Mosasaurus and the wave. Yeah, uh, yeah. I believe it was in the trailer too. But like, I really liked that bit too, because I, yeah, again, just the idea of these giant creatures are in the ocean. Like, you know, I grew up by the ocean. I went in it all the time, but still going in there, I'm like, there's also whales in here and they're huge. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if, if you know, if dinosaurs got out in that way, I would be like, you know, I, I definitely would probably go because I'm too curious, you know? <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Like, I know it's scary thinking about living a world with dinosaurs, but also interesting again. Yeah. And at this point, why not? You know? Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. I think it was in Las Vegas where they had the like part of the advertising was like a fake nest of pterodactyls like on a billboard. I thought that was really cool marketing. Yeah. That is really cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I ever saw that. That's really awesome. Yeah. I think I saw a picture of it on Twitter or something. That's cool. Well, and that also is just, I mean, again, thank you so much, Faith. I'm so glad we finally got to like, just kind of distill our actual real life conversations (laughs) into podcast form. But I mean, it's such a classic question, which I feel like maybe I kind of know your answer, but Jurassic Park or Jurassic World were open today. Would you, would you be the first plane ticket down to Costa Rica to go? I don't know. I like dinosaurs. I think they're really cool, but also I'd be one of those people like, these guys are going to get out and eat all of us. (laughs) Like, I think I would, feel that that it was not maybe even humane keeping them yes yeah yeah in there and i i think i would just be too terrified that they were going to get out and probably also could never afford it <laughs> <laughs> yeah god dang it we need that coupon day that's the honestly yeah. that's probably the the main thing that's holding me back from going is i probably couldn't afford to go but look yeah i i don't know it depends if how they treated the dinosaurs i guess maybe I, i'd be someone picketing and let the dinosaurs free yeah 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 oh yeah actually that's what i would do yes i would be going with you we'd be we'd be picketing or you know maybe i would like start a dinosaur in the real world podcast and then i could be like maybe i could get like a press invite you know but then i Uh but i wouldn't be you know as long as they you know because if they don't pay then i get to be completely honest about my opinions maybe that's where the conflict comes in there you go all that stuff i something (laughs) I wish would have happened in Dominion, but didn't. So JP3, Eric, that was a little boy, right? I really wanted him to be like, as an adult, like sitting in therapy and being like, okay, the dinosaurs are gone. Like they're on that island. I'm safe. Okay. And then he like walks out the door and like, no, no. No. That's why I'm not in the industry. <laughs> pain Tile Plus would not keep him safe. His father's Pain Tile Plus would not keep him safe from the dinosaurs. Yeah, or he'd see like someone else gets moved up and grabbed. I just thought that would be 
like to revisit those characters who were completely traumatized but are now like well at least that was on the island it's fine now and like them getting the news dinosaurs are everywhere <laughs> yeah like it's like the home it's like the uh the grandpa simpson where he like goes in like picks like drops the hat off and everything and then just picks everything back up and yeah. just walks out the door yeah they probably would like go into like a bunker or something yeah i I had hoped because just, you know, from working in true crime, like for the last seven years that I noticed that sometimes victims would end up getting more involved in actually like trying to help others, you know, other victims and stuff. And that maybe like Eric would turn into like, you know, because the dinosaurs are on the mainland, it's like, oh, no, like I can be a resource you know, to maybe uh-huh. have other victims of trauma, dinosaur trauma. Yeah, I really wish they would have brought back some of those old characters. Like, again, it was great seeing the original trio, but like to bring back like Sarah, you know, the original grandkids, like it would have been interesting seeing them and how they reacted to dinosaurs being in the world again. And like you were saying, would they be an advocate for support or help? Would they run and hide? Like, you know. They would at least be being like interviewed of like, tell us about your experience. Yeah. I don't know. They would have been, yeah, we would have been valuable. It's, it's helpful to listen to people who've gone through those experiences. Yeah. Like TMZ, find them having a breakdown (laughs) or something. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many (laughs) questions that still need to be answered, but we've gotten some of the great answers from you as far as being a stegosaurus icon. Uh, Thank you so much, Faith. This has been really fun. Yeah. Thank you for having me. It, yeah, it just felt like one of our normal conversations yeah, yeah, yeah. about dinosaurs. This is just like, oh, I was recording? Oh, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, where can people find you online if you want people to find you? Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I'm on Twitter still occasionally, unfortunately, I guess. Uh, <laughs> the, the Faithosaurus. I'm on Blue Sky. Is Faithosaurus. Yeah, a lot of my stuff was private from when I was a teacher and I still do work in education, but like now it's just private because I get weird requests to be followed. (laughs) Yeah, don't be weird, anybody. (laughs) Yeah. Just dinosaurs. Just dinosaurs. Yeah, Yeah, I'm usually some version of Faithosaurus or Faithosaurus Rex on social media. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, Well, thank you so much again. And thank you everyone for listening. Uh, Hold on to your butts until next time. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.